I just wanted wanted to pause on that for a second. Um, hey y'all, we are back with the new episode um, of Black Millennial. This is actually our fiftieth episode. episode. Can you believe? No, that? I cannot. I feel like we should be at like a um, hundred right now. I feel like we should too. We we took a few weeks off. Like I think there's four weeks off that we took within like the whole year. Um, but we're at episode fifty, which is like pretty amazing. Um. Yeah, I feel great. Um, let's go into our mood. Yeah, let's go into our mood first. Uh, and then we'll talk about our sponsor by. Good morning, y'all. This thing had just sat down in my spirit this morning. Uh, the psalmist says, I pull up to the club VIP. Gas tank on E, but all drinks on me. Have you ever been in a situation where you didn't know where your next was coming from? And yes, you may have pulled up to the club, and yes, it may have looked as if you were VIP, but only you and the valet knew that your gas tank was really on E. My God, but you trusted him, you trusted God, and by the end of the day, not only did he provide for you, but he also allowed you to be a blessing to those around you. All drinks on me, my God, today. There's an anointing on your life to bless others. And yes, there's oil there. And we will wipe you down. So I felt like this was an appropriate mood. <laughs> um, specifically because like this, uh, we have our upcoming show, our live show that's coming up. It's actually this weekend, uh, this coming weekend. So uh, we'll talk about that in just a few minutes. But um, I thought about like the live show and like, you know, how we've been preparing and like, to, you know, Determining what we're going to talk about and things like mm-hmm. that. And it was very much like a ghetto sermon. Yeah. Um, in a sense. And like not a ghetto sermon, really just one that like isn't religiously tied, right. you know. Um, but it's something that gets the people going still. It's provocative. Um, <laughs> it's provocative. And so, um, yeah, when I thought of that and I was also just, you know, going through like what this episode would be about. Um, I thought that this was an appropriate move. So... Um, shout out to the young lady who recorded this video. I believe she's like a, um, an eye doctor. And this was just like a little thing that she sometimes does. And it ended up going viral and becoming a thing. I know. I feel like, um, I feel like at the live show, it's going to be very ceremony, like not ceremony, but like, can we get an amen? Like, (laughs) yeah. And I think that there will be like, uh, people's opportunities for them to be the person preaching. Like it's going to be. Like, uh, can I get it? Like, here's my testimony, right. you know, like, here's my thing that I've been through. Um, and it may not even be like extremely serious in that way. It might just be a place for you to talk about, um, how trash your baby's dad is. If that's what you want to do, like <laughs> it's a free and open space. No, seriously. Okay. Um, <laughs> if that's what people want to do, if that's what you need to get off your chest that night, that's what we're here for. Yeah. Um, we're going to, so like, I can't wait to hear people's like, um, sick and shut-ins like who they're putting on the chicken sh- i'm really excited to hear who people are putting on the sick and shut-in i'm really excited to hear um people's bops and bangers too yeah i think that is this will be extremely fun especially for folks who like listen to the show even if you don't listen to the show um we're making it extremely accessible mm-hmm. so that like it's not something you'll have to think about you'll just be able to jump in and have a great time right. so it's um, gonna be so much fun is that i really can't wait we're gonna talk a little bit more about it in one second 
Um, but just to talk about our sponsor by, um, this week is sponsored by Baby Shower Food. <laughs> um, and I think I like opened myself up to like the worst thing yesterday because like there were just a ton of people replying to me on Twitter and like, you know, responding. But I said, when you think of baby shower food, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? And like universally, I'm going to give everyone a second to think about it. I wasn't looking for a, a proper answer, but mm-hmm. clearly the proper answer is meatballs. meatballs. <laughs> My thing like, is, is do you have like when y'all think about meatballs, like my mom always does the meatballs and the brown sauce. Okay. Yeah. Okay. With like the gravy. Yeah. yeah so like, that's what I think about, but I know people are like probably like meatballs meatballs and like regular sauce but yeah like red sauce meatballs Mm -mm. i'm personally thinking about so just to say this like um there will be a little bit of food at our after party um which is also like my housewarming and like my birthday party i guess Mm -hmm. um it's my birthday tomorrow it's my birthday when this comes out so that's cute that'd be cute oh yeah happy birthday jameer um thanks um (laughs) but (laughs) that was weird i've never heard you say my name actual name yeah, Ew. it's extremely weird. Um, but <laughs> um, the baby shower food, I might do like, uh, what do you think of this? A buffalo chicken meatball? Like a chicken, ground chicken meatball with like buffalo sauce? I'm here for that. Okay, we'll see. I'm actually here for that. We'll definitely see. Um, but yeah, definitely like deviled eggs. I think maybe like a big ziti. Like, just the things that you go to a baby shower and you expect to have. Right. I'm not having a baby or a baby shower by any means. I don't even um, want a baby shower next time I have one. My baby shower before was an epic fail, so. Well, let's, we can fix that. We can fix that for the future. But, yeah, we're just keeping it real. Like, I feel like I'm about to be 29, and I don't have time for all the stuff I used to do. Like, y'all used to get the accoutrements and the hors d'oeuvres and the all the everything and love y'all, but... We often eat this baby shower food. And they're going to enjoy it. Niggas is going and it's going to be sho- just as good. Right. Yeah. Actually, y'all will probably like it more because you're like, I don't have to figure out what this is. I don't have to ask um, about these different jams this? and spreads. <laughs> what actually is this? Um, so, yeah. So, that's our sponsor by um, some quick housekeeping for this week. As we said, it is our 50th episode. Um, last week we talked about control that I fucking hated. It was literally <laughs> probably the worst episode. Um, <laughs> and um, this week we're going to be talking about gentrification, which is like crazy that in all of these 50 episodes, it hasn't even been a thing. Like we talked around ideas like ahead of time. Um, and for some reason we just haven't thought to speak on this, but I feel like it's something that's definitely worth speaking on today. Um, our live show is Saturday, November 16th, so that is this coming Saturday. Like, there's no other Saturdays in front of it um, as of right now. So this coming Saturday, we will be at Slout Gallery uh, in Philadelphia, University City. Uh, that is 4017-4017 Walnut Street. Um, it's literally right next to the Fresh Grocer that's on Walnut Street. It's a little gallery on the side of there. There are parking areas, like, right around Walnut. There's actually a parking garage, if you don't mind paying a little bit to park. Does Fresh Grocer sell alcohol? They do, actually. So, listen. Listen. Y'all can go to Fresh Grocer, buy us a bottle of champagne that we can pop at the after party, and, um... Oh, I'm already... I know you have your specialty wines, but... I'm also drinking 1942 tequila, I think. Are you? 
I don't know. You you suggested it. I so suggested I feel like it's a good idea. so I feel like it is a good idea. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you just repeated what I said and agreed <laughs> that Touched, what you said was a good it, idea. Touching and agree. <laughs> okay, that is very true. Yeah, live show, um, after party, my place. Like it'll probably go for like the the actual show just so people know because I know niggas be late and stuff. Uh, I'm gonna send out an email to everyone, but in the email it explicitly says that we will be beginning at seven o'clock p.m. regular time and not CP. Right. Um, so I want y'all to get in y'all heads that it actually starts at five o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what my mom and my aunts do to my uncle. Mm-hmm. Like they tell him that Thanksgiving dinner is like much earlier than it is, and he still shows up late. But he ends up getting there, like, around-ish the time. Yeah. Like, within an hour to an hour and a half. Um, But, yeah, so we will be beginning the show. Like, the show will actually start, start, start at 7 o'clock p.m. Um, Depending on timing, we may have a little intermission where people can interact with our um, merch area and, like, just, you know, get mingly and, like, know each other and all that cool stuff. Yeah. so that's that and then the show will definitely be wrapped up by 10 p.m um because that's the only time that we paid to go until so <laughs> um after that um we'll be leaving uh my like little after party it says it starts at 11 like y'all honestly don't have to sit outside of the house until 11 o'clock so We'll just be like breaking stuff down and going from one venue to my house. Uh, my house is like a few, like less than a mile away from the venue. So um, it'll be a really easy transition and it'll be really fun. Um, last thing about the live show, actually two, th- like I'll talk about the partners first and then I'll get fake emotional. Um, but our live show partners, uh, so that everyone knows, we announced them last week. Uh, we also have been posting some stuff on social. You'll see some more stuff on social, um, including some really beautiful imagery um, that goes along with each of these partners. But uh, they are Uber Lube uh, that makes uh, lubricant for personal use and uh, sports applications. Uh, Maud, which is a modern sex essentials company. Uh, the product that we have from them is called Burn, and it's a massage oil candle. So the candle... Uh, as it burns, it turns into a massage oil. Um, there's also Noto, which is uh, a genderless beauty company. Uh, we have some really great like serums and oils and mists um, and things uh, for people to try <laughs> out. Um, and am- <laughs> I'm just laughing because I don't really know like how to say this, but um, they're a fire brand. I really, really That's love Noto. Really, I love oh, all I love, of their content. I, honestly, I love phase. all of our brands, but Noto is definitely, but, but it's because of Gloria. That's probably why we're so like, yes. we love her. Agreed. Um, there's also Sigil Scent, um, which I had to look up yesterday just to make sure that I was saying correctly. And I just want to say this on here real quick. But the word Sigil, like, I was like, okay, you know, how to pronounce this, first of all, and then what does it mean? Um, but apparently it means it's a painted or inscribed symbol considered to have magical powers. Hmm. Um, so that was that was interesting. It's kind of like, a, you ever hear of the word signet? Like, when you have a signet on your ring? Yeah, yeah. Um, like a yeah, symbol, it's like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just another version of that. But a sigil um, scent so is like a was... scent that has that gives that same effect. I get it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was super cool. I'm like, I want to make sure I'm pronouncing this right. But also, like, as I looked up the pronunciation, I also, you know, found the true definition of the word, which is dope. Um, and then lastly is uh, Wildest, uh, who makes uh, personal care products. So toothpaste, deodorant, 
um, all of those cool things. And um, yeah, they're really fire as well. So one thing amazing, I can say, one partners. thing I can say about our partners is they are very, very on brand for us. Um, mm-hmm. The things that we talk about a lot on on the show about like you know all the things that we like aesthetically pleasing, um, um, inclusive, um, yeah, all those different inclusive. things. Um, I think that our we did a. I mean, the brands are very, very representative of our values and the values of um, our listeners. And I think that Absolutely. you guys are very are going to be like super, super impressed by them. Um, so we're going to have this stuff to give away and some codes and you know and all that, all yeah, that. promo codes, promo all that. Codes. Um, the couple of things just like about them being on brand, and I'll talk about this more at the live show where I can just like say it the way that I want to. <laughs> um, but there were certainly. Oh, I can just say how I want to on here, too, because I don't care. Um, there were certainly some brands who were just like, why do we want to help niggas? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so it it is very much um, a reflection. Like, the partners that we have for the show are very much a reflection of people that care. You know, people that, like, want to be actively involved in what Black Millennial is. Yep. Um, didn't didn't see the concept of the podcast and be like, oh, this is just not our target audience. Like, we can't do anything for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, that's definitely something that's I feel like even when speaking, I, the reason why uh, we always talk about Gloria Noto, um, but one of the reasons why we, we stand so hard is because, like, she actually, like, listened to the podcast and mm-hmm. she, like, posted our podcast, like, without, even before we actually like get got into any of this stuff, which means that, and like, because her brand is something that we often talk about, you know, like, um, gender equality and, um, inclusiveness and, and all of these mm-hmm. things. Um, I get like, it, it just feels like very natural and very, um, just comfortable to like work with these partnerships and that, and that we're not pushing brands that like we really don't fuck with. That we don't care right? about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yes. Like mm-hmm. that's the one thing I was like, very weird about in this is like I don't want people who are gonna have us like pushing stuff that we don't believe in. There are also people who like clearly didn't care. Um, there were like brands that like didn't care about our audience, mm-hmm. really just cared about like what we would do for them, you know. So like, oh, you need to do X, Y, and Z, and you need to provide us this, this, and this, and and it's like, okay, like I hear you, and I'm willing to be a partner in this but also like how does this benefit our listeners right. because that's ultimately you know what we're looking to do Absolutely. so um extremely excited and then like my little fake emotional part about this and like um the i think the original intention of this show was or like one of the original intentions was to do something live like this mm-hmm. right um and so to see that come full circle is like pretty amazing and like as i was just having a moment like these moments have been creeping up on me lately because i know like in probably the next two weeks i'm just gonna end up like crying (laughs) right in full just like thankfulness and like you know gratitude um, and like gratitude Mm -hmm. yeah but like right now i'm just holding it all in because i have like so much shit to do um but one of the things about this is like we'll we'll talk about like how we do the show and like all that kind of stuff but like what this really is for me is like taking a moment with my friend once a week to like grow Mm -hmm. you know and to be better and to think about why I think about something in a particular way so that I can potentially change my thought process or you know change the way I think or in the case of control at like maybe not stop doing it but (laughs) But just be more thoughtful be aware Mm -hmm. yeah and more thoughtful exactly so um 
really excited about Black Millennial and where we continue to go for the future. I just want to say that you are even like through all of through all of the show, obviously, but um, Jameer does so much work. He does Full so much work that it's like insane. It's insane that you that someone, but he is very very um very intentional and um his attention to detail even though he's a control freak and he is a little like nar- like um neurotic and like <laughs> <laughs> yeah keep going keep going keep he's going. gonna start naming all these bad qualities <laughs> yeah but um all of those things help us to be such a great podcast and a great show and like to have these events and things like that um when you guys come to the space you're gonna see how beautiful the space is like i'm obsessed with oh my it God. it's so nice yeah. and we could have easily had it like anywhere at the carver center <laughs> i was gonna say at the pal <laughs> oh my god <laughs> we could have literally no, like, just had it anywhere but like yeah. jameer does such a good job of like curating all of these things um so that we so everything is very on brand like you see the way all of our graphics look every week. You see the way all of our stuff looks. Um, and that is just due to him being a psychopath. So thanks for that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. I do do what I do. Um, yeah. I, the, the venue, I'm just like overwhelmed, overjoyed. I used to like walk past or ride past the place um, frequently and be like, oh, that looks really dope. It would be really cool to do something there. Mm-hmm. So to like be doing something there in one week is insane i know i have some of the like little odds and ends um here that like it's like oh shit this is really a thing like this is this is really a thing (laughs) we're really really doing this this is really really a thing um there will be merchandise um at the show as well Mm -hmm. um those things are really cool i'm done talking about it like um also oh follow us on social there is no dress code for the event um it's very come as you are but it is bus a fit so don't come just come comfortable but come on some shit um like if you feel like wearing sweatpants and like that's your fit that's totally fine like i want people to be comfortable but um yeah if you've had a fit that you've been waiting to wear and you're like oh i don't really know where to wear that to mm-hmm. pull it out pull it pull out it for out. saturday because you already know mm-hmm. we're gonna be you know you already know <laughs> Head to toe, Head to, baby. You already know we we look for reasons. We don't go outside often, so we look for reasons to get dressed. Yeah, like we'll do something like this so that we can be like, oh, cool, I can wear an outfit. Um, Alf- so I hate the word outfit. Outfit, A L P H E T. Follow us on social. That is one of the caveats to the contest. So um, anyone who purchases a ticket ahead of time mm-hmm. will be eligible for the giveaway, and the giveaway will have stuff from all of our and, partners. And niggas is now that they see the giveaway, they see this stuff. They are being oh, now I'm starting <laughs> to see the tickets come in. It's crazy. And not only that, but they are niggas giving all the shout outs on Twitter. <laughs> Did you see? Yeah. Did you see Marshawn shout out yesterday? Oh yeah, I did. I was like, did I write this? He was like, um, because he saw that this I posted really the the giveaway, and he was like, mm-hmm. oh wait, <laughs> let me go, let me go make sure it's known that I follow all the social. Yeah, all you just have to be doing is follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and then buy a ticket to the show, um, and you're eligible to be picked. We're just gonna pick from a random number, so it'll be very fair. Um, all of that, are we gonna but- do like? certain things are for certain giveaways or we're gonna do one big giveaway i think we're gonna do one big giveaway and then we'll still also have like yeah, we'll other stuff. A bunch of stuff yeah 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 yeah. so we can like give those things away individually as well to people but um 
yeah guys i'll see y'all in a week not even um, Oof, anxiety. not even okay um we're out of housekeeping let's move into our motives and thoughts motives and, and thoughts. <clears throat> i haven't really thought about this too much because i felt like it would be like something pretty natural mm -hmm. but we'll see um just to kind of go off I'll, I'll jump into the three questions and then we'll go from there uh but the first is what are some prevalent examples of gentrification uh what are the negatives and positives that come with gentrification and then how can we combat gentrification that negatively affects our communities did i write these questions yeah you did i i you know yeah, you them and, and you rearranged them but i'm like damn these are good questions <laughs> I just put them in, yeah, I put them in a different order and then they have to like, okay, this sounds really weird, but the word gentrification is really long. So it has to fit at like the perfect place in the sentence for the graphics. But that's that. We are at motives and thoughts. So, um, I guess like we do have here prevalent examples of gentrification. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts? I'll let you, I'll let you. So I was, at first I was thinking, um, more places, um, like when I think mm -hmm. of certain places like Brooklyn, um, now, um, DC, even Philly for the most part, Northern liberties, Northern liberties, no, uh, fish, fish what's the, what's the one you were talking about the other day on the podcast? Um, brewery town, right? Brewery town. <laughs> that's like, that's actually just North guys. That's just North Philly. Yeah. Um, there was something there like in South Philly, one of my coworkers had mentioned this and like when I was looking for a place before and I was like, Oh, it looks like it's like lower Moya missing. And she goes, Oh, Oh, That's Lomo. Lomo. And I was like, mm, mm, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know if, if that's actually what it is. Um, but okay. Um, but yeah, but I, I, but I also was thinking of, um, like some things that you see when a area is being gentrified. Mm. um like a starbucks yeah or um like you know like when they turn these places um into like things that like a cold stone creamery <laughs> no i feel that i there was actually this is a really great example so where my apartment was um there's a new set of apartments they turned the old like west philly high school into these lofts that are like extremely expensive and apparently they're really trash and like have like mice and rats and all this stuff that was according to um, a report in the Philadelphia Inquirer. But it's neither here nor there. Um, but when they first put the apartments there like a couple of years ago, there was a Chinese store across the street. And like niggas used to trap out the Chinese store or in front of it or whatever, or whatever. And when I was first looking at the apartments, I was thinking about moving there or just, you know, seeing what it's hitting for. It's in the neighborhood. It's close. It's new and nice. And there was, like, reviews and stuff that were, like, oh, there's basically people, like, selling drugs and blah, 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 right across the street. Like, this is, like, not that safe of a place. So, um, fast forward a little bit, but, like, the the complex or the development, they left a, um, a comment, like, oh, you know, this is something we're actively looking into. Fast forward a little bit, and there's, like, now a, like... Chinese okay the cafe is still run by these Chinese people I'm pretty sure they're the exact same Chinese people that were in there previously but like now it's like a sit-down cafe with like you know um fabric curtains and shit that like their Chinese store didn't have previously right. you know um and it's just it's interesting how um people will look to accommodate certain other people being in the neighborhood um or feeling like uh, we need to make those people more comfortable mm -hmm. 
Um, I think that like, yeah, some other examples that we see when, when people, and this is happening a ton in Philly and I just spoke about it is like when we are turning schools into places of business, right. Or, you know, and uh, kids like don't bar. have school. Right, but there's no we're not building new schools. Right. Mm-hmm. Like West Philly High yeah. is like not that great of an example because they it was already not the school wasn't um like open, you know, there's a new school that was built up the street or whatever. So that's where the kids are going now. But like it, with the example of Bachbar, right? They just closed that school. It was like a vocational school. Right now kids aren't able to go there anymore. And then they open like a bar and all of these co-working spaces and like all of these like shops for small businesses, which is cool for all of those people. Don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, like what are we doing? Niggas are still mad that there's a soda tax to pay for children in school. Right. Right. So you can't have both. You can't have the fact that like there aren't places for kids to go. Like there aren't really great after school programs, things like that. And also be like, yeah, well, we get to sell artisanal cheeses and wines out of Bach bar. Mm-hmm. Like you got to pick one. So um, I do think just shifting into the next question, um, we can talk about some of the negatives, but like I'll I'll give them some positives. Definitely off the are like, some positives. I do like seeing new nice things being built in neighborhoods mm-hmm. that like people have access to, right? That the people, when I say the people, I'm talking about us with color, um, have access to, you know, especially like, like when it comes to like food. Um, I feel yeah, like a lot sure, of the times sure. these areas are like food deserts. And then once they are, they start mm-hmm. to get gentrified, you see more whole foods, you see more like, um, more like juice bars and things like that um yeah that people actually have the opportunity to to have healthy and option optionals like you know for food but also if they can afford them yeah niggas also like starbucks right Mm -hmm. you know don't don't get us wrong um we like starbucks as well so uh, yeah i just think that it's it, it is nice seeing like a neighborhood be built up and what i would personally prefer is that we would be building our own neighborhoods up like ourselves you know right um and and creating things that like serve us in our space you know um there's still um the jury's still out on this place but like there's a brand new community center that's here in west philly and it's named after a black man who like did a lot of incredible things for um the city but as of like a little while ago, because we were trying to do an, another event there last year, um, they're like, oh, this isn't really open yet. Like, we're just using this as like a secondary police headquarters. Yep. And it's like, oh, well, niggas are not going there in that case. You know what I'm saying? Like, and like, also, how do you build something that's supposed to be for the community? And then it's for the people who literally don't fuck with the community. Well, that's the one of the biggest problems about gentrification another i'll be at the next city council meeting on some shit um i think that yeah like one of the big things about gentrification is that like a lot of the crime decreases um but that also has to do with a lot of the property taxes increasing um Mm -hmm. so like it gets more expensive for people to live in these areas and these people that have been living there forever, you know what I mean? So it's like, right. Even places now that they own, mm-hmm. right. It's not even that you're like, you know, you got to pay money on it. it. You own it. It's just the property tax is too expensive. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I think it's it's also um, I saw this is in Bushwick, but there was like an older person who had put a sign on their house like, nope, love my neighborhood, love where I live, will not be moving, do not knock on my door to ask me if I will move, right. you know. Um, but I think one of the negative effects is that like people become extremely predatory. Yeah. You know, like people look for situations where they can creep in and be like cool how can we make a lot of money off of these people who already don't have any money mm-hmm. you know um, like when there's a um on the shylet this past season that's what a big thing like a big thing of the a plot of the season was about was um them gentrifying chicago and trying mm-hmm. to get people to move out of their homes that have lived there forever um mm-hmm. because they would like knock down all the houses and like make all these people homeless basically right and then like they there's some of the things are like extremely weird when you start to displace people Mm -hmm. right uh take chicago for instance this was on uh, something i watched on vice a little bit ago i don't think it was noisy and they were talking about like them breaking down or you know tearing down projects right and so now all of these people who are in like one space are now supposed to like figure Figure it all out out. Mm -hmm. you know um, I think also, like, one of the things that's not in the, our news stories this week, although it should be, but that, like, um, Illinois, the state of Illinois, I guess, is going to be legalizing marijuana for, like, I guess, recreational use or whatever in January 2020. But in public housing in Chicago, like, it will still be illegal, you know? So it's like, you can't open up some things for some people, but not for everybody. Right, absolutely. You know? Um, I think that, you know, we, we're seeing this with, like, these Popeyes as well. Like, um, people are seeing that, like, now white people are having to come into hood areas. Mm-hmm. And they're realizing, oh, there's no Popeyes in these other places. Right? Because, like, there's no niggas in these other places. Yeah. That's a bigger discussion. Um, yeah. And I just think, like, the the things that we choose to place around certain demographics is really what not necessarily defines those demographics, but it it really can create the limitations that make it difficult for people to thrive. Yeah. You know, like... I mean, like, you, you can create... Like, gentrification a lot of times does create jobs and opportunities for people because, um, you know, you're building all of these new places and you're building all these new um, opportunities, but you're also displacing them at the same time. So now people have to travel, like, miles because they've been kicked out of their homes to come back to where they used to live to get seven dollars or ten dollars whatever the minimum wage is to Mm -hmm. to work at like these cafes that are now serving people that lived in their community that now live in their old community for for what yeah like i even think i i didn't move super far i think i moved like 0.8 miles away from my old apartment Mm -hmm. um and like i at my old apartment, I could walk to a grocery store, like just get to one really quick. I could get to like a Rite Aid. Excuse me. I had multiple like gas stations around me. I had all these things and like literally just a little bit further up. Like I don't have access to any of those things. Right. Um, like literally not a single one of those things. Like I have a couple of corner stores and like I do have the ability to go a little further down the street to like where I, you know, like to where I used to live. But it's like for someone who maybe doesn't have that access or like if someone's like, I know it's not crazy to think like 0.7 miles away is like 
not that huge of a distance, right? And it's not, but there are many people who are like not leaving within like this small circumference of where they are or like where they can walk to, you know? So that might mean that most of their groceries come from Dollar General, you know? And not even on nothing shady, just that like Dollar General has a full grocery Mm -hmm. section, you know what I'm saying? It might not have produce, but they have like a bunch of things that they can get for their family to eat for the week. Also, how do you feel? How do you feel? Because I know you've lived in um, an area kind of like this. How do you feel um, about the culture and community conflict when it comes to gentrification? Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, the, this is part of the reason why I moved to like a very black community, um, because I I just felt like there were like. I never really dealt with it too much with my neighbors, except for my one set of neighbors. And they were black, which was weird. They were just like African. <laughs> And that's fine. Like, you know, nobody wins in the family feuds, but um <laughs> when the diaspora they, when the diaspora feuds, like nobody wins. But at the same time, I think like if they lived in the neighborhood that that I live in currently, they would understand a little bit more that like people just kind of mind their business. Mm-hmm and just do what they do i think also having to worry about certain things like um it's so weird but like there's plenty of people who i see walk their dogs around here but like nobody lets their dog just shit right believe it or not but like at the apartments anytime like people would just let their dogs do stuff like it was just like i don't know it was like living amongst white people and it wasn't that fun (laughs) um yeah, so I do think, like, the there are some benefits to um, living amongst people who are like you. And don't get me wrong, like, I'm sure that white people feel the same way, right? They're like, oh, my God, I don't want to live around any niggas when I can just live around black or live around white people. Like, that's totally fine, too, because never mind, I'm not going to say that. Um, that's totally fine if that's the way that people feel. I think where it's, like, not okay is when you start to, like, make someone feel like they shouldn't be in your neighborhood. Right. You know? Especially if, like, they haven't done anything to show you that they should not be there. Right? If I moved into, like, a really nice neighborhood and then someone's, like, their dog starts taking a shit on my sidewalk, then, like, I have a reason to feel that way. But I don't have a reason to feel, like, just because I see, like... a a person that looks different or you know appears different or whatever to just be like oh well there goes the neighborhood as soon as they show up i'm cracking up there goes the neighborhood there goes the neighborhood (laughs) that's exactly how they be right um so like one of the things for the last question that i think is really really um important is that us as black people um like the name of this the title of this um episode by is buy back the block i think that um a lot of the times when it comes to gentrification um we see people that don't look like us go coming into our neighborhoods and coming into our areas and trying to, you know, put a value on it. When mm-hmm. I think that we as like people had the power to create ownership. Yes, it's going to be harder because we have so many other obstacles like getting business loans and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but um, it's really important that black people create ownership Um we own some buildings and we develop property and all of these things because we are the only ones that really can, um, we're the only ones that really care enough about it to, Mm -hmm. to have, you know, these spaces, these safe spaces for ourselves where we can, you know, create employment and we can create, um, safe after school programs and we can create better housing, um, for low income and, you know, 
things of that nature. So um, I think that's a really, really big way to combat uh, gentrification. Um, I think it's twofold for me. Like, I think that there's like some internal and some external, mm -hmm. um, like when we talk about like, you know, being black people. So in terms of internally, like what we can do is, and this is like not a, um, a rebuke on anyone or, or in anything, but just a straight up, like take care of the things that you have. Absolutely. I knew you were going to say know? that. You hate when people like, like litter and shit oh like God. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also like just speaking from like history, my grandfather owned like a lot of property throughout my life, mm -hmm. you know, and like had tenants like throughout life. And so in that there were like plenty of people who like took really great care of the houses. And there were other people who like I saw them like, you know, redo this house, like brand new construction or whatever. Everything looks great. And then a year later you go in and it and a tornado flew around my room before you came, <laughs> you know, like. It just, it looks really bad. Yeah. And so it's, it's definitely about taking care of the things that you have and like, uh, valuing your space, um, because nobody else will value it if you don't. I think the other side of it is in the part that's external is accountability, right? If you see, um, you know, I, I thought about this scenario where like, you know, people are coming, like trying to buy these houses and this is, you know, whatever. And you see somebody, let's say being predatory towards like an older neighbor of yours, you know, you certainly have the right as the neighbor, the person who lives there all the time to be like, uh, look, auntie, I don't really trust these white folks. I wouldn't right. trust them either. I know they, I know they're telling you that they're going to give you 10 stacks right now and that's looking good, but they about to flip this drawing. I'm going to tell you after for how this. Much? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to tell you after this, how much the, like the house that I live in right now is purchased for versus how much I pay for it. Yeah. It's insane. It's insane. Um, All right. You know, I know insane. because I, um, whatever. Um, yeah, but <laughs> because I get the bag and, uh, flip it and tumble flip it. And tumble it. <laughs> um, <laughs> But <laughs> oh, um, the other the other part is like the stuff that's external is yeah holding people accountable like if you're in a store and there's someone that is not of the culture but they are living there and they're working there and they're selling like products to people and you see them following somebody around um excuse me miss miss ma'am um this person lives here right. you know what I'm saying this person is a human being so watch who you walking around watch who you talking to especially when they're coming in here to spend money at your business you know what i'm saying i told y'all that lady said cash to me a couple weeks ago and i was not fucking having it cash or what like wh where's the rest of the sentence like you don't just have the ability to freely say one word and i'm just supposed to figure the fuck out what you're talking about because i don't work for you i came in here to pay you one dollar for a dutch i'm cracking up in any case um, yeah. And lastly, to combat gentrification, I think that we should, here's another thing, the Twitter, the woke Twitter blacks, they're not going to be happy about this. Um, I'm talking about myself, <laughs> but, uh, um, I, I think that like, we have to potentially change our perception about what is gentrification mm -hmm. and what is, um, natural evolution, you know? Like, I do think that there's definitely, like, a, a quote-unquote, like, gentrification style of ha of housing, you know? Like, you see that gentrification style, and it's, like, all the houses look one way, and then they have this one, like, super modern-looking house. Like, clearly the materials are different. It's just, like, if it was dirty or if it was broken down, it's what people will call an eyesore, right? right. Because it's, like, the thing that stands out. But I think that some of those things are 
are good and are progressive and it's like cool now we got one house that looks a little bit different on the block that like maybe is able to fit more people or it's built more with more energy efficiency like all of those kinds of things that's not gentrification that's just evolution right, right? and like we do have to um, be a little bit better about like how we take care of our homes you know also like a lot of houses are probably built with like gas heat and stuff like that right can we figure out something that's going to be a bit more energy efficient that's not going to take away from like the natural resources of the earth that we barely fucking have to begin with um you know what i'm saying so i i do think that like gentrification like the the actual word is about the gentry class so like a higher class of people and quote unquote and making sure that we apply that higher class of thinking um to an entire neighborhood um and so i don't think that it has to be classist you know, niggas love that to jump straight to like high class versus low class or whatever. It doesn't have to be classist. It literally just has to be about the uh, the progression, you know, of our people right. and the people within the neighborhood. And I think that the only people that can decide that are those um, who live in it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Great discussion. Great discussion. These are motives and thoughts. All right. So we're pretty far into this. Go ahead. Oh, damn. We're like 45 minutes. Yeah, I know. That's, yeah, because we were talking heavy. We were talking heavy. Um, we're talking heavy. So I'm just going to be very brief with this. I would like to see it. And it's just that I would like to see less Scorpio hate. Not really sure why they're hating on us. But in order to combat that, pretty much every morning this week, I've been tweeting good morning to the Scorpios and no one and, else. And um, I've said this before on the podcast is that I have a Scorpio moon, which is probably why Jim and I get along so well. Um, because I resonate I everybody. very well with my Scorpio moon, probably even more than my Taurus sun. We can, we're probably going to talk about all of this stuff in like a later. We'll talk about zodiac, 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 yeah. and stuff um, in another episode. But okay. um, the zodiac killer. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, but I resonate very, very heavy with my Scorpio moon, which is probably why I'm so fucking shot. So, um. Yeah, leave the Scorpios alone. I actually don't have, I've never had a bad experience with, people always say that male Scorpios are really bad. I've never had a bad experience with them, so. We don't have great representatives, I to mean, be honest. Future, like, Drake, Drake, you. Frank, Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean, yeah, no. Mm-mm. Um, yeah, But I've so, also never dated a male Scorpio. I've only had them as friends, which is probably fine. And you're a Taurus. Yeah. I'm also with the best sign. I have all of the best signs. Taurus, Aries. Let's talk about this offline, <laughs> but Tauruses are the worst people. Um, Can't relate. So let's go to the next section. <laughs> okay. Loud and wrong. Oh, great. I don't, I don't really, I'm going to read this right now because like I purposely avoided every single. Well, I want to talk like, about it. So. Okay. So yeah, go ahead. You talk about it and I'll just chime in. So, um, this week in Loud and Wrong, <laughs> shout out to Calvin, um, we have the discussion of TI went on a podcast which um was ran is ran by Nina and um Nazanin, who is Nazanin. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Miguel's Miguel's wife. wife. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um and on their podcast, it's there's probably like a very um like fluid sexual podcast whatever women whatever it's called uh it's called ladies like us yeah. um if y'all want to take a look at it um so ti was on there and he is talking about how he 
has a 18-year-old daughter whose name is Deja, which is just his daughter. It's not Tiny's daughter. It's his daughter from a previous mm. situation. Um, and he goes to the gynecologist every year with his daughter and gets her hymen checked to see if she's still a virgin or not. So, of course, Twitter.com was in a uproar, either agreeing or disagreeing. There's very different... A lot of people were very vocal about this. Um, But for me, I felt like, one, it's very, very cool that as a dad or as a man, he goes to the gynecologist with his daughter. I think that we do need to normalize the conversation of sexual health and reproductive health. Um, with men and women, and especially um, parents, um, I think that men always try to like leave it to the moms, or like leave it to the women, or like you know things like that. And I think it's very cool that Ti um, goes to the gynecologist with her as a dad. I think that's amazing. But on the other hand, when it comes to getting his daughter's hymen checked to see if she's still a virgin or not, number one, are we in the 1920s? Also, that's not a valid way to figure that out. That is not a valid way but. to see. Number one, you can lose your hymen. I know a lot of girls that have lost it through like dance, through horseback riding, through you can lose it anyway. Honestly, you can just riding lose it bike. riding a bike. Any, any, anytime there's any type of like just pressure placed on it, you you can lose it. Um, so the fact that he goes to the doctor with her to get her hymen checked. Number one, she's 18 years old. She's in college. Um. And I think that for me, it was just very uncomfortable because it's it is just placing um, this value on this like I think that people have this like this weird concept of like losing your virginity that it's like a like a prized possession for a woman like if you are still a virgin then like you are like hail mary. Mother Teresa, like that's when you, when a woman decides that it's that she is ready to have sexual relations or to have any type of sexual experience with a man or a woman or herself or whoever. Um, I think that it that's a very very beautiful time. That's a beautiful thing for a woman to like get to know herself in a in another way. Um, I think that um, instead of Ti having these this this weird value on her being a virgin that he's losing um this opportunity to have a conversation with her about the type of people she should have sex with people that Mm. you know are that value her things the things that she can learn about herself like when you have somebody um that is number one um emotionally and mentally pouring into you and then you you decide to take it to the next level and to physically or sexually have someone that is like um respectful and all of these other things i think that for a woman that is a really really amazing time because you learn so much more about yourself you value yourself in another way you like it it i think that he ti is an ancient nigga so i think that he is trying to prevent her from meeting running into men like him um, okay. I would like to say I'm personally disgusted. Yeah. I mean, yes. Um, I, I, I just, I just I w- went around it. Story. When I went around it, but yes, like you, 
like this is what they do to child brides and like this is what they do to like male older brides and things like that like that is really it's really that's pretty pretty bad and the fact that like they like when he when you listen to the audio they were like laughing yeah i just want to read like kind of from this for a second and like this is what like grossed me out um before i get to that just like to your point of like him going to the doctor with her i think that is cool but the way that he suggests that he does it is like very uncool and i think that it also um it doesn't promote like uh healthy conversation and comfortability it -hmm. promotes like how can i lie to make sure that my dad doesn't know that i'm fucking if i want to or that you know maybe i just i got me a toy or something you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying like getting i'm getting the coochie eight here and there or I'm doing anal, Correct, right. or giving out the BJ's. Like, that right. doesn't mean that she's not sexually active. Right. So he said um, he's talking or whatever, um, and he says, "So it's this one time we go. I think this might have been after her 16th birthday. This is what we do. Right after the birthday, we celebrate. He said, usually like the day after the party, she's enjoying her gifts, and I put a sticky note on the door. Gyno tomorrow, 9:30." So we'll go and sit down at the doctor and he'll come in and the doctor's maintaining a high level of professionalism. He's like, you know, sir, I have to, in order to share some information, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Deja, they want, they want you to sign this so that we can share information. Is there something that you would not like me to see? Or is there something you would not like the doctor to see? And then like, obviously your daughter is not going to be like, oh no, dad, like, you know. And then he says, and so they come and say, well, I just want you to know that there are other ways besides sex that the hymen can be broken, like riding a bike, athletics, horseback riding, etc. Um, and so I say, look, doc, she don't ride no horses. She don't ride no bike. She don't play no sports. Just check the hymen, please, and give me back my results expeditiously. Wow. This man is going to the hottest part of hell. He is terrible. Like, you he's, might as well be a white man at this really point. He's really terrible. Um, loud and wrong, also disgusting. This is like some child bride shit. This is like some unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt shit. <laughs> I, I'm just ill. Um, I just there's a lot of trauma in here. Yeah. Um, I, number it, one, like pasting the sticky on the door, like you can't even have, a, you don't even have the ability, like you don't have the ability to have a conversation mm-hmm. with her to say, hey, this is how I feel about this. Even if, even if as a man, you do feel that she should wait for whatever purpose it is, whatever you think that it is, you can't even have a conversation with her about that, but you leave a sticky on her door. Right. And so what he says is like, uh, like parents ultimately are like saving their kids from stuff and like kids thank you in the end. And sure. But like, I think that he's just disgusting because this links to another article where it says T.I. says, and this is from October 28th. So like a mm, couple two weeks ago, um, T.I. says half of his wife's private parts belong to him. Mm-hmm. And in that article, they're talking about him and Tiny are talking about sex. And he said and she said something like, give you sex. And he said, give me sex. What do you mean? Give me sex. That's in the contract. Like that, sir, is uh, marital rape. Yep. But uh, I'm ready to move on. OK. Expeditiously. <laughs> Expeditiously. They said T.I. really didn't even want to talk about that. He just wanted to use a 12 syllable word like gynecologist. Oh my God. Next. In Living Color, um, I've only watched one thing this week that's like worth talking about, really. Actually, two things. But um, one is less, I don't know, they're both kind of traumatizing. So, one is this show on Netflix about um, Ivan the Terrible. Have you seen that? No. Oh, it's called uh, The Devil Next Door. Um, that's why I was interesting. So, basically, this guy 
His name is uh, John Demi. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the last name. But basically, he was living in America, and they were saying that he was, like, one of the biggest or, like, worst, like, Nazi soldiers in the Holocaust. Like, he was, like, loading people into these, like, concentration camps and, like, doing all this crazy stuff. And then, ultimately, he ended up moving to, you know, America. And, like, he's saying, like, oh, this is a case of mistaken identity. Like, this is definitely not me. I'm just an immigrant, whatever. And meanwhile, like, all of these, like, Jewish people are like, no, I would never forget your face. You know what I mean? Like... Uh, and it's like multiple people corroborate, corroborating the story. Wow. Um, and so it's really interesting. I watched a couple of episodes. I think I might continue watching it later today. It's like a docuseries, The Devil Next Door. Um, and then the other is I actually watched American Son. Okay, I didn't watch Did it Did you yet. watch I it? I did not watch it Okay, yet. I promise you, friend to friend, do not watch that shit. Okay. I'm telling you this as a friend and as a black mother. Don't watch it. Because for me... It was a 90-minute anxiety attack. I'm cracking the fuck up. Truly. And, like, the, uh, Carrie Washington, like, her acting was good. The story was good. Like, Even though um, they give her the, hell for the faces, the faces do be The drama. faces, whatever. Yeah. She's, she's, she's an actress. An actress yeah. Like, do what you do. But, like, it is extremely traumatizing. It is extremely... It is just not something that, like, I would recommend for, like, any, you know, newer black mom. Because it's, like... it. It is, like, it is a very true story. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, or it's not like a, I don't know if it's like, you know, an actual true story, but it's like very much something that, that happens true, yeah. every single day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, very much the conversations that she has to have with her black son or her half black son. Um, there's a lot of like figuring out the, the differences between like the white things that you can do and the black things that you can do. But like, ultimately in terms of like, the anxieties that she talks about as a mother and as a black mother, like, I just don't recommend that you watch it. Okay. So, I'll just um, continue watching Daria. <laughs> yeah, no, that's way better. Um, but American Son, um, if y'all are interested, watch it. But if you're just already black and you live through the black experience every day, I would say that there's no need because you already know how terrible this feels. Okay. Speaking of which, um, didn't you know? So... Um, this is a pretty bad story. Actually, the rest of the thing, you know, stories are, are a bit better, like, are a little bit more um, upbeat. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this week, uh, a young lady was found uh, murdered. Uh, her name is Alexis Crawford. She's reported missing about 10 days ago. Um, ultimately, uh, she had filed a sexual assault report against her roommate's boyfriend. And then she went missing just a few days after. Um, and then uh, toward the end of this week, her body was found. Um, ultimately, I believe that the... In a the, park. The, mm -hmm. In a park, okay. Um, that the, the one of kid the, or the young one man One of the who, suspects, yeah, um, called yeah. the cops and told them where she was located and took, him, took them to her body. Okay. I don't know if that was the girlfriend or was that the actual guy. Yeah, I don't guy. know. They said one of the suspects. Okay, they weren't, one of the suspects. They weren't so. trying to give out any details. Yeah, so her roommate, ultimately her roommate's boyfriend, like, sexually assaulted her. Um, she reported that, and then in turn, the roommate's boyfriend, I guess, and in tandem with the actual roommate, killed her. Um, and it's just like, I, I don't even know where to begin. It's like, people say all the time, like, oh, you should report this, or you should whatever, and it's just like, look what happens. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's not to say like that people shouldn't, but it's just like, this is why you shouldn't be prescriptive in telling people what they should and should not do. Absolutely. 
you know this like, is also if you, like if you're in an abusive relationship why don't you just leave like things like that are the reason why people are murdered and etc so and like there's there's a lot of like just things that have yet to come out or like that are just like slowly coming out about like hey this is reported not only to the college because people have been blaming the college a lot and saying like we need to get harder on like sexual assault cases that happen in college but like people they reported this to the police and the police didn't do anything you know um there's, then, there's a, a story on i told you there's a movie on netflix it's called unbelievable it's a doc it's like a series mm-hmm. as well which is basically about that um about going to the police a woman going to the police about her rape and then basically like just saying like well it, you, you were just raped sorry and yeah, yeah. And then it being about, like, how much evidence we need to collect Mm -hmm. before, Mm -hmm. like, arresting someone and all this stuff. And it's just like, dude, someone hurt me and literally has the ability to continue doing so. And it's nothing that y'all are going to do about it or can do about it, which is like, I can't believe that we live in that country. Like, I can't believe that we live in a place that exists in this way. So rest peacefully to this young lady, Alexis Crawford. We definitely send prayers to her family and friends but like one thing that y'all niggers need to stop doing is turning everything into a meme about why this is why you can't, you can't trust the people that's close friend. to you or whatever call- y'all niggas we already knew that right. we already knew right. that absolutely so we didn't need we didn't need her picture to be circulated with like the person the next to her that hurt her or whatever like circled, we didn't need that. like that's just weird it's just weird Ugh, i hate y'all okay and the rest of didn't you know these are some pretty light stories um i we're like getting to that point in the year where like every well at the end of the year slash beginning of a new year where people start to like want to be a better person (laughs) (laughs) you know um and so i want to start bringing in some stories that like help folks to do that so uh the first one is this guy brian yee um, and what he talks about is essentially uh, waking up earlier every day um, and then also becoming a better writer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he basically goes through, it just says the simple technique that helped this writer become a morning person. Um, and so ultimately he talks about like going to bed earlier um, and then ultimately waking up at like 5 a.m. and like writing a thousand words before the day starts. Um, and just some like cool little things talks about his nighttime routine. Um, so I'll definitely link this as well. Um, but there's a lot of things that like come go into this, like creating a quote unquote boring sleeping environment is like, um, one thing, like no longer bringing your phone into your room, you know, like, I don't think that I would need my, I technically do not need my phone to be in my bedroom because I have an alarm that wakes me up. That's not my phone, you know? Um, and like setting up like a routine for like when you get off, like I'm off at five o'clock, you know, it takes me like less than 30 minutes to get home. And then I have all of these hours. So like, what am I doing with these hours to like set myself up for the next day? Um, so that was really dope. Uh, I definitely recommend uh, reading into that. Um, second two stories, um, they come from one of our event partners, which is Maud. Uh, and they have some articles on, uh, their blog, which is called The Modern, M-A-U-D-E-R-N. Um, so That's The cute. Modern, kind of. Yeah. Um, but the first uh, first of the stories is actually tips for long-term or long-distance relationships. Excuse me. 
um, even if they're short term. Um, <laughs> but distance. tips for for long distance relationships, yes. Um, so they go through like the art of sexting, phone sex, sending photos, um, surprises, date nights, check ins, like all of this cool little stuff um, that is going to be required if you have a long distance relationship. And like we've talked about this before on the show, but like that could be someone that maybe you met online mm-hmm. and like y'all are just like building up to when you're going to meet or it could be someone that you met face to face and ultimately like they've had to move a distance but you want to maintain your relationship so there's definitely some cool ways to do it um the other story is uh the science of sexual arousal uh which is pretty cool um i like reading stuff like this because it's like a part like psychology and then also like part actual like physical biology and i feel like when you start to understand that stuff a little bit more you start to understand a lot of sexual behaviors more and like Mm -hmm. sexual experiences and then that way going forward that shit is a little bit more lit because you know yeah like you become better at it it's like oh if if you like this thing you might also like this thing you know um and you can start putting them together so um the categories that uh, are talked about in uh, the science of sexual arousal is the honeymoon phase Uh, The Art of Initiating, uh, Lust and Desire, Emotional Intimacy, Spontaneous Acts, and then Triggers, um, which are really important as well. So um, definitely some cool content on here. There's like common questions about masturbation. Um, That's also one of the uh, articles on the Modern blog. Um, So I will make sure that those are linked in uh, the show notes because I'm sure that y'all will be reading up on those. Niggas love. Um, also, one of the codes, or one of the things that you guys could potentially use the code for, Maud just uh, brought back their vibrator. Why um, would you tell people that? So now, it's going to sell out. Oh. Well, it's back. So <laughs> once these codes go out, y'all might want to start making purchases pretty immediately. Expeditiously. Expeditiously. <laughs> I hate. I hate that. Um, okay, we're at weird white people shit. White men had a really terrible week this week. <laughs> Actually, yeah, we can just be brief about this, but I can go through four white men that had a terrible week this week. Go ahead. Um, first is um, the McDonald's CEO. Uh, his name was Steve Easterbrook. Um, he's no longer the CEO. How do you get a bag and fumble it and I get a bag and flip it and tumble it? <laughs> Tell me that. This man was the CEO of McDonald's and he ruined that by dating a McDonald's employee. I don't know if it was like a retail store. I was, store say I was about to be McDonald's super employee. concerned. But. If, that, if that's the case, like that would be really drawing. Yeah. Um, they don't really give too much information about the employee. Um, but he and the employee um, were together. And whatever. They gave him 26 weeks severance. That's half a year. Listen. She And it's probably so much money. He probably makes yeah. so much money, so he'll be fine. Um, but now he's no longer the CEO of McDonald's. Like, once again, bag fumbled. Um, second person, and then there should be a third person connected to this very soon, but um, Andy Cohn, who was the president and publisher of Fader Magazine, um, he basically has had, like, these misconduct or sexual misconduct allegations for a really long time. There's also been allegations against this guy named Eric Sunderman, um, who is the head of contact or or excuse me. Actually, I didn't realize that this happened. So there were 
two things happened. All right. So Eric Sunderman, who was the head of content, I've heard about his name or heard his name through like just Twitter talk and like how there are a lot of women who have like been uncomfortable and who have like left working at Fader because of him. Wow. So I didn't realize that that was the case, um, that Eric Sunderman was fired. Um, but that was on November 4th. And then a couple of days later, um, the president was suspended. So November 8th, Andy Cohn, um, not to be confused Andy with Cohen. Andy Cohen of Bravo. <laughs> um, but Andy Cohn was uh, suspended at, and he's the president of Fader Magazine. Um, so like, just keep your hands off of women and mind your business. It's really not that hard. You would think. It's really not that hard to like not whisper in someone's ear or like just be a fucking weird ass creep. It happens more than you think. <sighs> okay. Third one. This one was this, so, oh, okay. This person deserves death. Yeah, he deserves death. I don't say that very often, but this this person deserves death. Mm-hmm. Um and I started seeing some follow up about this as well, but um in South Carolina um, there was a restaurant manager who enslaved, in N E N slaved, a disabled black man for 23 years, whipping him, burning him with hot grease, and forcing him to work a hundred hours a week without pay. This white man who enslaved a man, enslaved a disabled man for 23 years, was sentenced to 10 years in prison. Not even as long as he enslaved the black man. That's so sad. It's disgusting. And then, honestly, as it turns out, I saw um, some some girl who was just, like, following up about this. Like, this happened, and yep, in Conway, South Carolina. Um, and she was like, I knew his daughters in high school. And, like, they talked about this. Like, they knew that this was a thing that was going on, you know? Um, and so even here in the story, it says, like, um, his coworkers, all of his people, like, uh, it says they knew. Like, all of them knew. They knew that he w- they knew what he was doing. It says, during the entire 20-year enslavement at J&J, Smith claims that he never had a work break or a day off. He was forced to live in a cockroach-infested apartment behind the business. Wow. It's just terrible. Like, it's just disgusting. preying on people that, obviously, he was not in his right mind. You know, he's not, he was not fully able to make, it's just sad. Oh, uh-uh. I need to get, um, I need to be this guy's lawyer because apparently he was, um, the white man was ordered to pay $272,952.96 in restitution and that ain't enough. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. I need the first dub that your great grandchild makes at his McDonald's shop. Okay. I need that. I need that directly deposited into my account. Yeah, people are sick. It's so hard. It's so hard not to hate them. Speaking of the last one to hate. um, This one was super interesting. The white people's president. Actually, there was another story that we had on here, but I think it might have been fake news. Um, I've been trying to run it through a verifier. So what the fake news story said was that Mm -hmm. Donald Trump has let in zero people. But what I realized is that it was from, like, a very, like, Republican-heavy um, news source. And they were trying to say, like, oh, look at look what, you know, our, mm-hmm. yeah, look how great he's doing, you know? Like, he's not letting anyone in. Um, ultimately, it does look like 
he is saying that the cap for they're saying that the cap for the 2020 year will be 18,000 refugees, but that also includes probably about 5,000 refugees that are already, or excuse me, 7,500 um, refugees that are already like in queue waiting to come to wow. the United States. And it's saying that like there's probably like even that number of 18,000 is probably a high estimate. It's probably going to be much lower than that. And then people, um, because of all these news articles, people think that they don't, they can't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So people will just stop trying, mm-hmm. you know, or people will like, yeah, just like people who are here are becoming more fearful. But you know what, what's going to happen when he's not the president anymore? People are going to be able to do whatever the fuck they want. We're going to fucking rock it. out. Dicks out. Don't want to talk about him anymore. Um, sick and shut in. It's your girl. It's your girl. She's the only person in here two times. Two times. That's so crazy. Twice. Two times, two different tweets. I'm cracking up. So this is, we're talking about Nicki Minaj, um, some people's fave, but they, there was a story with her and Wendy Williams earlier this week or whatever. Don't really know. Don't really care. I guess Wendy Williams talked about her husband and the fact that she, he's um, a criminal. He's, I'm not going to say what kind, okay. but I was going to say, because that's what the debate was. Is that like, is he a rapist or is he just, uh, did he, was he just convicted of manslaughter, manslaughter? And like, either way, he's a criminal. And she only married him so her name could be Mrs. Petty. Um, but she tweeted after this, what the white people post, a lot of greater than signs, the black, the blacks only post. She said the blacks? The f- she said the blacks. Yeah. She said the blacks only post the few seconds where I raise my voice to push their narrative. Queen Radio is back in a few days. Stay tuned. I would advise no one to listen okay, to that. Um, the follow up a few days later. She seems to think, and this is why I be knowing people that are crazy and like have mental illnesses. Um, but she seems to think that like the Instagram likes thing, which we'll talk about momentarily, is directly like directed as at her. So she said, "I'm." She said, "This was yesterday. I'm not posting on Instagram after this week because they're removing the likes. I'm also speaking in like better English than what she typed in." Um, she said, "Hmm, what should I get into now? Think of all the time I'll have left with my new life." She's really crazy. What a big fucking loser. She's really crazy as shit. She then went on Instagram Live to talk about how this is like a direct way to try to take money away from artists and like not allow artists to make their own money. And like the labels had something to do with this. And like literally people are just trying to encourage other people to like not care about likes. But okay, mamas, go off. She's crazy as shit. There's actually someone that's not on the sick and shut in that I would like to add. Who is um, it? Uh, does it start with an S? Oh, hell yes. Okay. Yes, it does. Um, her name is Summer Walker. Um, I don't know if it's Xanax or like extremely good weed or like really what it is. I'm unsure. But I just, I do definitely understand anxiety as a sufferer myself. Like, I don't even really like to go out the house without an L. You hear me? But at the same time, um, it's not really a challenge for me to like, well, I won't say that. I wouldn't be like twerking on um, the gram with my new titties and ass and not be able to move my shoulders at a concert when people are paying their hard-earned money so did you see the girl like hit the lid about the meet and greet i i did see some of it but i try to ignore stuff like that well yeah um someone said um that 
people feel entitled to celebrities, right? And they mm-hmm. said that, you know, you guys are so entitled to feel like Summer Walker should be this and she should be that and she did. And my thing is, is that, yes, I think that um, the general public do feel too, too entitled to people's personalities and to people's, but the entitlement ends when people are paying their money to, ha- i.e. have a meet and greet or see them perform at a concert. That's where right. the entitlement ends because now I'm paying money. I don't think that I'm entitled. I'm paying you for a service. So right. if you are are not able to do a meet and greet, and just give my just money, give back. My money give back. my meet and greet money back, and I'll just pay the general admission. And that's it. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It's her first tour. I think that a lot. Well, she of also did things- a. She also toured with. Um, Six legs. She opened for Six Legs, so this is not her first time touring. Okay, this is her I mean, first, her first, her like, first headlining. Her, tour. Yeah, her first headlining tour, and so I think maybe it was like a little too soon as well. And I think that people end up finding out that like touring is not for everyone. Ask SZA. Y'all should have sat down and had a conversation before this. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, it just like don't give people a terrible show because all you're gonna do is leave a negative taste in people's mouths. And I've been hearing this kind of stuff, like, not only just not being, like, active or literally just not moving her shoulders, but, like, also, like, uh, sound having issues, like, leaving after, like, 30, like, getting on stage late, leaving early, like, don't get me wrong, I be doing that same kind of shit at my job, right? right. But, like, my job is not in front of, you know, all these right. people and with I'm cameras also not, or not all these people paid. who are going to jump on Twitter. I'm also not a millionaire, so, like... Right. You know, I'm not putting myself in these positions because I know that I don't have the ability, the emotional capacity to do this. So, like, it's I think that, like, it. I know for Summer Walker it probably sucks because you have this talent that you want to share. But also, you, you, there are people that are spending their hard-earned money. Hard-earned, yeah. You know, you never know what somebody somebody's a diehard Summer Walker fan. They fucking skip buying groceries for the week to go to your concert and you can't even stand on the stage just cancel do just, just cancel just cancel it that's what SZA did yeah SZA canceled the whole tour y'all got me fucked up right. I can't do this or just be like my fave like Frank doesn't really go on tour you know why because he can't really perform live yeah that's it but you know he can really make a studio fucking and album that's all you have to do and that's all you have to do um, oh, last person that I'm going to place on the sick and shut in, but I'm going to say it very specifically because um, I only want God to hear the prayer in this way. Okay. Um, it's Christian billionaire Kanye. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry. Uh, Christian genius billionaire Kanye West. Okay, okay. He said that he potentially may change his legal name to that. And I would like for, for God to just intervene please please for all of our sake please it's pretty bad at this point please god cool um tweets on fire we'll knock out some bops and bangers and then things to stand i don't really have like a lot to talk about this with these tweets on fire i'm actually gonna read first just one tweet that i really loved from styles p this week i know i did like this um, one too i saw this one as it was and tweeted. yeah this is how like people um should think about um, just approaching people and like the gender binary and all of that. But South P said, when I don't know if someone is a lady or a man, I just call them fam. Like, I'm not sure if that's inappropriate, but that's the best that I can think of. And the fact that like, you're just thinking of it. That's it. That's all, that's that's it. all people ask for is to be a little bit thoughtful. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so shout out to Styles P for that. Um, the rest of this week has been Nicki Minaj and people like her um, wondering what's going to happen now that Instagram is going to be potentially removing likes next week. I don't really post that many um, pictures on my like feed, so like I don't. It doesn't. It'll never affect me. The last picture I posted, we were looking. Me and Tori were looking at this the other day because um, I'm like I should post the podcast off this week, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I'm going to. But like the uh, last time I posted on Instagram was February of this wow. year. Um, so yeah, I don't really be giving a fuck like that. Yeah, like all. I'll post to my feed just for aesthetic, pur- like aesthetically pleasing purposes. Like I, I have like mm-hmm. a whole thing, but like I don't, I don't give a fuck about like people liking it or not. It's just so that when I go to my page, I like the way it looks. Yeah, I don't care about likes. I think also you'll be able to see your own likes, but like now people are gonna have to figure out if you're popping because you're popping or because you're popping because you have the likes. Right. Exactly. You know, Mm -hmm. like, is this picture really great or is this person really like awesome or do they just have a lot of likes? Right. Absolutely. And then you're also going to see these weird thirsty ass, like, uh, people people that need the likes to survive. They're going to post screenshots of their likes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally will. Because people are fucking disgusting. Um, also just about that Twitter. Um, I read this in the verge. If niggas don't read the verge, y'all should start. It's a tech like blog. Um, but there's always good stuff about like just what's happening in technology. And here are some things that Twitter announced, like not actually things that are happening, um, but there's a list of features. Uh, this is from Dantley Davis, who I believe is um, an executive at Twitter. I'm not sure exactly what his capacity is, uh, but here's some things that he said he's looking forward to potentially in 2020. Um, remove me from this conversation. Hell fucking yes. I, I can't wait. I just mute, um, mute the conversation now, but yeah, remove me from this. Like I would like to be excluded from this narrative basically. Um, do not allow retweet of this tweet. So like, I would love that. Cause I don't want to have to put my shit on private, but sometimes I want to say stuff that I don't need y'all putting out there to everybody. Right. I just want to say it on my profile. Oh, this is going to be a big one for me. Do not allow people to mention me without my permission. <laughs> Cracking the fuck up. <laughs> um, and then, oh, here's another one that I'll be doing to y'all. Remove this mention from this conversation. So if it was like me, you, and someone else, like I can remove this someone else and be like, hey, I was only talking to my friend Charnay. Um, and then <laughs> last, <laughs> last, here's a big one too. This is like basically close friends. So like, um, I'm here for it. It says you can tweet this or you can tweet this tweet basically. So push out a tweet only to a specific hashtag, to a specific interest, or to a specific group of friends. Wow, I can't wait till close friends. Is out. You already know my joint is going to be. Yeah, after this show this week, I'm sorry, but um, I will only be posting again in my close friends. And if you would like to join my close friends and you're not a part of it, you can send me a cash app for $5. Well, you heard them. Bops and bangs. Bops and bangers. Alternate R&B alternative. Yeah, alternative R and B. They basically copied Spotify's playlist. Do you remember Spotify had, had that big, really good, big like, long one? Yeah. Yeah. So um, Apple has a similar version, um, that just came out. It's mostly the new Frank stuff, but there's like a new FK Twig song on there. Yeah. It's where they're using to like promote all the new alternative R and B, and it's pretty good. I've been listening to it. My only gripe is that like some of the stuff is like by white people, and I'm just confused about where the rhythm and blues is. Okay, I'm gonna fuck up. 
You know what? Um, I, okay. I like some blue-eyed soul. Like, I love I new age, too, like Charlotte like, Day Wilson. Like, come on. Jordan, uh, Jordan Rakai, I love him. He's a white. Yeah. Can you not but say like, a white? But, like, some stuff. <laughs> dude, did Nicki Minaj say a black? I'm crying. She did. Okay. Okay. Um, I also like the Galant. Um, you did say to listen to his album. Mm-hmm. I listened to it this week at work. I liked it a lot. Very good. Um, very, very good. Um, and then also just a straight classic. I'm going to be pulling one song off of my Enigma playlist every week to talk about. Girls Dem Sugar. Very good. First of all, Maya. Oh, I can't wait to play this at the live show. A legend. A legend. Maya, a true legend. A true legend. And a vegan um, legend. Oh, yeah. She is vegan, mm-hmm. too. Damn. That's why she's just super bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Girls Dem Sugar. Um, any bops and bangers on your side? Um... I don't even know what I've been listening to this week. No, not really. Nothing new. I've been listening to, like, I've told you before, I'm listening to a lot of, like, jazz right now. I watched Love Jones for, like, the third thousandth time. Like, the third time this week, yesterday. So I've been listening to a lot of jazz music because that's heavy in there. Whatever. Word. Three things. Um, is, you should, what? Oh, sorry. You should listen to Braxton Cook. Who's that? I'm going to put you on as soon as this is over. Um... Three things to stand. Go for it. Um, my first thing to stand is something that I've been obsessed with all this week. All I've been watching is Faces of Kensington. It's a YouTube series um, where this guy, Frank, who used to be, um, who used to sell drugs and also be on drugs out in Kensington, um, walks around and just interviews the people of Kensington that live there. Um and there's so many different good interviews on there of, like, um, just, like, kids that live down there. Um, it's really, really good. I've, it's been nonstop, actually. I've been, I, like, don't watch anything else at this point. Um, my second thing to stand, um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just really, really excited for this live show. I think um, this is going to be my first time being social in the, like, in like a couple months probably like since the summer for real for real so i'm excited to see everybody same i'll be partially sober okay you know what i'm so sick of his ass no i'm i am gonna be okay um are those your three those are my three go (laughs) okay my three things to say one is ikea um always coming through with the deals and with the things that you need um people i don't know maybe some people are too bougie for ikea but i personally am not which it says um, a lot i will be what does that mean i mean if you i'm just selectively bougie. yeah exactly okay well that's true um yeah i'm gonna be in there running down on this sale this week um they have a like ikea family sale and you can just it's yeah, zero dollars to get in the family yeah you can just i'm a part of the family too so yeah so i'm about to cop probably a dining room table and chairs this week um Number two is Jack Black Lip Balm. I just added this, but I realized it's a staple. Um, I have two of them. One is like a little menthol-y. Um, so it's kind of like a like a Blistex that doesn't burn. Um, and then the other one is just like a shea butter um, enriched John. Um, and that's fire as well. So Jack Black, their lip balm. They're, I think they're just like men's stuff, but, you know, everyone has lips, so feel free um last is um i don't know which fit i'm gonna wear when um for the part for like the party and then also for the live show um i do have a very great casual fit for the party 
Um, I will be wearing Same. sweatpants and very relaxed. So like everyone feel free to be extremely relaxed. Um, but for the live show, I have several fits. Um, I'm not exactly sure which one I'm going to be going well, with yet. Well, it took me, um, until, like, yesterday to figure out what I wanted to wear to the show, so. Just know I'm a pop out. Just know it's going to be. The is there. I ordered, like, several things yeah, to, like. Yeah, you ordered a whole fucking, uh, like, closet. No, I ordered, like, five things, but then, like, now I don't, like, they don't all go together. Yeah, so you, you have know? to coordinate. Yeah, so now I got to figure out which things I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I also could have just bought this one Pyre Mall jacket instead of buying all five of those things, but it's okay. It'll be next live show. Um, those are my three things to stand. Also, Whole Fit by ASOS. Can't wait for them to sponsor me. Um, closing mantra. Got one? Oh. Is this a new one? No, this is I think it is. Can you get Chase to come give us some some wise words? Come here. Do you want to say the ended mantra for the show? Say something nice. What do you What do you tell your friends at school? Uh, I like um some of my favorite friends. What do you say nice to your friends? Uh, I say thank you. Thank you. Okay. Just say thank Just you. Say thank yeah, you. that is All it. Right. Just say thank um, you. So that yeah. is our closing mantra for the week. All right. Great show. Great show. Made it through that one. Mommy.